modern day for falling turf. What does that mean? So I turf is the thing you extract from the peat bog on the hillside, and you fought it with a shovel out of the bog, and you fought it. I mean, let me get this right now. Fought it, cut it. Oh, I don't remember, but it's basically you fought it, cut it, stack it, bag it, and drag it. Just Irish thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you take it home and you put it in your fire and it keeps you warm and destroys the atmosphere. It feels like a great way to start this podcast. Have you so considered central heating? <laughs> I've, I've ne- I don't think I've ever lived in a house that has used a turf fire, but we never had a, a, a bog, a plot in the bog either, so that's maybe why. There's a plot on the bog, is that a thing? You yeah, can have yeah, a plot yeah. on a bog, and you literally just like take pieces of bog and you use that to heat your home? Yes. Is, yes. Isn't um, a turf fire just twitter.com? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cycling Tips Tour Daily Podcast, everybody. I'm going to leave that in the episode because that feels like a good way to kick things off. It's the rest day. We're in Morzine. We're sitting on the stoop out front of our Airbnb. We did a whole bunch of laundry today. I'm Kaylee Fretz, and this is the Bantercast. Uh, we basically have decided we, we weren't intending to do a podcast today, but we decided there are enough things to talk about that are sort of racing tangential that we should make one anyway. Uh, so if you're looking for GC analysis or how to beat Pogacar or other sort of actual reporting around the Tour de France, today is probably not the podcast for you. If you are looking for ways to heat your home in Ireland, then perhaps today will be the podcast for you. As you heard, we're joined by Ronan for the last time until Paris, unfortunately. Yeah, we thought last night was the last, but I have to officially hand over the, the baton to... Well, I'll let you introduce him. This, is your, this is your stage 21. There's no more racing to be done. Yeah. But you just get the processional short stage send stage you 20. off. I'm on, I'm on the eve of stage 21. Yes. It's just there's a lot of other eves in between. <laughs> yes. And in your place, we have brought Lane Trelore. People will actually think that's my name. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? <laughs> Ian Trollar, uh, you just landed from, well, interestingly, from Finland. I've fact. been some places. It, I, I calculated it. It's been a 37-hour journey door-to-door um, involving a, a stop in Helsinki. There was some Singapore action. There was a, a shitty little bus from uh, Geneva. It's It's been multimodal transport, but I'm I'm here, and now we're out the front of a very atmospheric-looking manger thing from Airbnb. <laughs> Australia to Singapore, I understand, but Singapore to Helsinki to get to France, did, did the pilot overshoot the runway, or how, how did you end up in Helsinki? Yeah, the, the astute listeners among you will note that uh, Finland is about three hours beyond in the wrong direction, <laughs> uh, but we, we got to do a dog leg around, around Ukraine, and, uh, and somehow I ended up in Finland and then back down here, all just to save the tips some money on mm. airfares. Uh, th- that that quote from Dom and Dumber is coming to mind. You went a quarter of the way across the country in the wrong direction. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. My budget appreciates appreciates that, Ian. And we've got Johnny Long. Johnny, you're on the whole race, so you're not. You've been here. We'll still be here. I'm just here. You're just here. I'm here forever. Can I set the scene additionally? Yeah. So we've got Mikey sitting on the. Uh, do you call it the bonnet, the hood? Is that the hood of the car in America? We call it the hood. The hood of the car, yeah. like uh, like about to drop the 
most fire rap album of 2022. <laughs> but then in complete juxtaposition, we've got a, like an old man with his top off with on a really rickety ladder climbing up to his roof, which he's previously been stood on for like an hour. He's been on that roof since they broke this morning. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, um, now, it's now quarter to six in the evening. It's um, and then and then in between, there's just been sort of Tour de France riders driving past the road above. So that we, we've got all this, even though it's a rest day, there's somehow more going on than on an actual stage. It's a good spot for a rest day, Morazine. Yeah, like there's enough going on. We found coffee this morning. We found flat whites this morning, made by people instead of a machine. <laughs> made by people, which was a big, big step in the right direction. Yeah, but then. True. People. I will say I have found excellent coffee made by French people before. However, it is difficult. Uh, and finding the Brits or Australian expats is generally a better bet, to be perfectly honest. She also had face tattoos, and I think her eyebrows were dyed green. Did you clock that? Oh, yeah. Or was it just me? In That's my, how you in know a flat white's going to be good. That's true. <laughs> I've got, do you want to know what happened? We know when I went to drop the hire bike off and went to the supermarket, yeah. I got shouted at by a French police officer. Um, she ran up. I was just making my way around the one-way system of Morzine. She ran up, so I banged on the car, rolled down the window. I was, she was like, are you stupid? <laughs> and I was like, mm, maybe, maybe, probably, probably. And she was like, are you, you, know, you don't know? And I was like, no, obviously not. Obviously I don't know, otherwise... <laughs> It's just like, you know, the whole French power trip police thing. And she's like, stop sign. One way street. I was like, fine. She's like, turn around. Obviously, I will. I, went, I did another loop round. I went to pick up Ronan. This stop sign could not have been more high up and round the corner and also smaller than your regulation stop sign. So I felt aggrieved. I will be... Entrapped, even. Yeah. Honestly. I thought I... Yeah. I when it happened, I was like, do I, this is when I get arrested and I have to sort of explain <laughs> why I can't be at the start of the stage tomorrow. We basically spend the entire month getting called dumb by various police people. We headed up to Trek today. We did we did some actual sort of work today. Went up and visited Tom's for a little video in, project. In Les Getz. In Les Getz, uh, also known, a.k.a. Uh, Leger, up the hill a little bit. I think you're just listing things that you've done. Yeah, Isn't much. that what a podcast is? That's like nine percent of podcasts. Johnny, uh, Johnny bought me a sandwich. I asked him to buy me a non-dangerous sandwich, yeah. and he came back with uh, with some ham and cheese and in, in I don't know some wholemeal bread. But then what the French do is they put lettuce in it. There was lettuce in it. Why? But in Australia, iceberg lettuce is like ten dollars for an iceberg lettuce because half really? the country's flooded. Uh, because it's so hot in Australia, they can't keep the iceberg ice. <laughs> if only that were the case. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the other the uh, during during summer probably, but for now it's just just it's a bog, it's a bog in in Australia. I, um, You'd feel right at home. I'm certain it's a warmer <laughs> bog than we have in Ireland. <laughs> I've been to your summer and I've been to your winter, and your winter is significantly better than our summer. Okay, just to, just to, just to pull us back a little bit here, just to pull us back a little bit. We, we do want to talk about. The Tour de France, which is the race that we are at. Uh, we, like I said, we're not really going to go into sort of GC battle things, but there's plenty of things that happen around the Tour that are that are really quite interesting. There's what do what do riders do on rest days? We've seen them today. We have talked to some of them today. What do they do on rest days? They wander around mostly. They go to coffee shops. In fact, the coffee shop that I was talking about earlier, we saw numerous riders making their way to because certainly word got out that this place existed. I saw Mike Woods sitting down there uh, a couple hours ago. What did they get up to? Ronan, do you want to give the like the racing answer of what they get up to, and then I'll add in the extra 
fun items that they've included. Sure thing. Um, from one guy who has never had a rest day to another guy who has never done a rest day mid-race. Every day of my life is a rest day. <laughs> but from what I understand, the riders, when it's a rest day from racing, it's not a rest day from their bike. Obviously, they like mm. to keep the mo- legs moving unless they're you know significantly injured or unwell, uh, which, of course, Tom Scoynes was this morning when we seen him. He was the only rider from Trek who wasn't going out on this bike. And typically, the riders go out and do anywhere from an hour to three hours. Uh, just to sort of keep the legs moving. And with tomorrow, from what I can remember, being a pretty hard day, they probably actually will, you know, they'll do a decent spin today and they'll probably include a couple of efforts in it as well. And Wappenart did like three and a half hours with uh, like a thousand plus meters of climbing and his Strava, the name of his Strava ride was Rest Days or Old School or something like that. Yeah, mm. so basically he did like a little mini stage today. If... Yeah, that sounds sounds like the if, if I can think back to my days of racing in Belgium, it sounds like the thing I would have been advised to have done. Uh, recovery days were three-hour days, uh, so that that ties in. Um, <laughs> but just watch your brain reset in real time. <laughs> turn it off and turn don't it back on me, again. Don't let me forget again. <laughs> when I was out, first of all, we were out in the car. We were going up. We were going down to get coffee. We were going up to see Trek. We were going to pick up a bike this that and the other we've seen different teams out and what i found interesting was where previously with you know you always see photos and that emerging from rest days and it's the whole team out with a team car behind them they're sort of you know dandering along at a nice pace we've seen groups of riders out today you know we've seen the whole ef team out first of all without a team car behind them which seems strange uh, nothing wrong with that but usually they have a team car behind them and then when i was out later i seen three of the Ineos Grenadiers out on their own. Uh, I've seen two of the Bike Exchange Jayco riders out on their own. So it seemed to be that there was a lot less structure to this year's rest day and a lot more just do what you feel you need to do. Do they not Which, have a team car because they're all on tubeless now and they can just bring a tube? Possibly. Uh, the, the, I'm going to ask that kind of in jest, but also kind of seriously. I mean, they, they were all on tubulars not that long ago and you kind of had to send a car with them or else there's no way to fix a flat out there now mm. you just stick a saddlebag on yeah very possibly um but and interestingly the Enios riders the three that i've seen it was tom pitcock gary and thomas and i didn't see who the other rider was but i presume maybe luke Rowe or something um but they had a team car behind them but as i said ef didn't and bike exchange didn't um so you could be onto something there it could be the tubeless could just be that if they're going to go out in different groups they just haven't got enough cars to to follow them all or enough staff to to follow them all so freeze up the staff too or they were wagging they were off to do something naughty and they they didn't Ah. want mom and dad to know (laughs) this is the most likely scenario i saw some movie stars that looked like they're up to no good (laughs) three of them riding up the hill out of morzine they looked like trouble well anybody riding up the hill out of morzine must be up to something (laughs) um the yumbo visma like half the half the Umber Visma squad came past me, and they were all laughing and joking. So we can, in a very serious racing comment, we can assume that they're having a good time this Tour de France. Mm. Also, Andreas Stagnison, he passed me as I was riding home, and he went past, and I he turned around and looked. I was like, and I just said to him, "Slow down," like quite seriously, and he looked at me like, "What?" But then smiled, and then we had a little joke, and then he steamrolled off. So now I've <laughs> I've made my first friend, maybe this Tour. <laughs> but friend. Friend, <laughs> friend. Um, in terms of other other rest day activities, 
Pogaccio will stop the yellow jersey. He, I saw on Twitter that he'd had a lion, had a big breakfast, laid in the sun for a bit, and then went and got his hair cut, which is sort of often how my the, days go. The interesting thing about his hair, mm. as as the resident tuft expert, <laughs> is that uh, his hair was too long at the at the start of the Tour de France. Ah. Normally, is cut by Erska, his his fiance, and. Uh, at the start of the Tour de France, he was especially tufty, and that was because she did not do his haircut. The team photographer or something was on the scissors, and uh, and obviously cut it wrong. Oh God! This well, is this we, is the kind of reporting that we we brought Ian over for. <laughs> this is important stuff. We seen her at the start yesterday, so mm. maybe that's maybe way. maybe she was giving him a haircut today. Ah. Well, Connor Swift's also gone to the barbers today, and his his girlfriend's over, but he said that she would. Her name's Sean, I believe. Uh, he would never let her cut her his hair again because in lockdown they tried and he ended up with just a one all over because <laughs> it went so wrong. Um, Fred Wright's catching up on Love Island. Uh, so is Jacob, so the is Jacob. press officer of Trek Segafredo. Uh, the Brits. What I don't know like? if we can. I don't know if that was off the record information, but it's too late now. It's uh, out there. <laughs> we we gotta bring we, him down. <laughs> when we when we caught up with Tom's and Trek and. Uh, we asked Jacob what he was going to go do after our little meetup. That was his plan, was to go back to his balcony and, and, and catch up on Love Island. Also, uh, Chris Jewell Jensen and I and Florian Vermeersch, they've both... Oh, no, sorry. Chris Hamilton and Florian Vermeersch have both recently finished Peaky Blinders on Netflix, and they're both looking for a new recommendation. Love Island. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I can't imagine Florian Vermeersch watching Love Island and sort of... He would have too many questions. His head would probably explode, I think. Um, Why is that? What is it about Florian Vermeer that would have questions? <laughs> he just seems to live a very idyllic Belgian life, untroubled by many things. Like, it's not, he's not proper, uh, what yeah, they do no. there. And I never see that. Uh, totally crazy. Totally, totally crazy. No. We, had, we had specific requests for more Flemish Ronin. So that was why I threw them there. I appreciate that. Uh, just on regular listeners of the podcast will know that I was due to go home last Thursday, but a big part of my decision making was that Love Island is still on, uh, and the longer I stayed in France, the long the last time I had to suffer it. So uh, I've stayed in France, and I will now go to Eurobike, and eventually I will have to go back and see Love Island again. I don't even know what Love Island is. They basically For put two dozen. Well, I think it's around like a dozen is it men and a dozen like women. Like the bachelor thing, like yeah, they basically chuck it. It's like Big Brother, but they're supposed to all like hook up and find uh, eternal love and happiness. Ah, and you never guess what, Kaylee? It doesn't usually end up like that. <laughs> usually things go wrong. Um, and now, I, I mean, Britain's in such a state that it's a, like the one sort of cultural touchstone we have left, and they like coin phrases that become sort of common vernacular and set trends and. All that sort of stuff, yeah. Um, give comments on the EU that make the newspaper. <laughs> really? Really. That's fantastic. Well, Love Island is a, is a theme, apparently. Uh, none yeah. of it here in Team CT. No Love Island that I've heard. We're our own Love Island. We're... <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> just trying to work out the implications of what I just said. <laughs> we all uh, love each other. Nobody tell HR. It's CT fine. is an island. CT is an island. <laughs> All right. The, the it's kicking off. There's a dog. There's a dog. Oh, no. There's a small black dog, which is reacting to another dog that I heard barking up the hill. Uh, 
there's some people up there just like throwing oh. throwing grass at a dog. They've got they've got a dog and they've mowed a field and they're just throwing big Sides <laughs> full of grass and a dog, and the dog couldn't be happier. But the dog behind me, the black dog, is very unhappy about this. Another dog is he's having not fun. not getting grass thrown at him. That is what's happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like it's like a it's just a it's some a kind of sheep dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing like backflips as the grass gets chucked. It's in really the air. quite impressive, actually. It's, this is better than this is better than Telly even Love Island. This is right. And this is. I mean, this is really. I feel like we've chosen the perfect medium to bring this to our audience. <laughs> you did. <laughs> well, I am bringing it. Okay, so Ronan's video now. Ro- Ronan, Ronan's taking video right now, Ronan, and he will put it up on his Instagram. Ronan, get a, get a bit of the old man in, and then make him the new. Is this Wigo? <laughs> <laughs> I think we missed the the best slash worst of this dog. If you grass missed, throwing. is this Wigo on Ronan's feed? Uh, we will continue it even after he leaves. They've been hitting the the cycling tips Instagram feed as well, and. Frankly, there's just a lot of people around that look kind of like Wiggins these days. And or not. It doesn't or, really... Or not. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> we just That's the beautiful the thing about the game. <laughs> so if you haven't played Is This Wiggle already, make sure that you follow Ronan and follow Cycling Tips on Instagram. I think this one is Bernard, yes. Bernard, no. More so than Wiggle, yes. Wiggle, no. That could be. Um, you mean Eno? Yes. Eno, yes. Eno, It's no. a classic... Yes. It's a classic in no activity. I knew there was a rhyme in there somewhere that just my <laughs> Tour de France <laughs> My Tour de France brain couldn't couldn't pick it out. What else is ba- going on? Back to the to- back to the, the task at hand here. We can get away from the dogs and the grass. Uh we woke up in fact last night we started getting information around COVID. Uh oh, yeah. got some text messages. We were sending messages around to some of the press officers. Um Love Island Jacob, he came back and said that that Trek was entirely negative. Is he going to be annoyed at me for calling him Love, Love Island Jacob? I lo- Love Island Jacob, I think he'll find it funny, but I think he'll also be like, you didn't have to do me dirty like that. But Love, Love Island Jacob just rolls off the tongue too well to not become a nickname. Jacob, we really like you, and I'm, I'm sorry if... Uh, if you're offended. It's also better than Ronan thought his name was Jacob and that he was Swedish or Danish or something until until this Tour de France where I turned up and called him Jacob and Ronan was like, his name's, his name's Jacob. I was like, yes, he's British. He's like, no. <laughs> it's, it was quite, I don't know. You thought Jacob would be saying you didn't need to do me anything like that? <laughs> That that one he will find funny. I think it's a it's also a public uh, necessity that that is shared with the wider world. Yep. I'm sorry though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> COVID. Uh, yeah, Jacob, to his credit, <laughs> responded to a text message at about twelve forty-five last mm-hmm. night after midnight last night. Clearly, burning the midnight oil as we were. Uh, we also got text back from Ineos and a couple others. We got one from UAE this morning confirming that these teams were entirely negative in their COVID tests. Now, after yesterday's stage, we can kind of we can kind of explain this a little bit. We walked down to the buses, which is a fair walk from the press room, and we got kind of like halfway up the buses, and on the left-hand side was a big white tent, and we were told, in no uncertain terms, by some gendarmes with guns, that we were not to take photos and not to take videos. So obviously, we surreptitiously did both, basically immediately, uh, but also that we had to sort of cross over to the other side of this this area. To where the other set of buses were, and we could not be anywhere in the in the area. This was the testing area, and all of the riders as they got back 
yesterday. They hit the buses. The bus, somebody at the bus handed them a mask, and they essentially got straight, sent straight down to this testing area. Now we thought it was a PCR test area. Turns out it was antigen testing. And the way that this is working is they all got antigen tested, the entire Peloton, plus staff, plus some other key UCI people, plus some key ASO people. And if that test came back positive, then they move on to PCR testing, which PCR testing gives you a, a number that comes out of it. It's called control threshold. And the higher the number, essentially it's like the number is sort of a, an amount of time, I think. The higher the number, the lower the viral load, basically. I'm ap I apologize to any doctors out there that could explain this far better than me, but this is, this is the gist of it. The higher the number, the less infectious you are or infected you are. Uh, and so if you're off above about 30 or 35, then there's, a, there's essentially a discussion to be had between three doctors, the team doctor, uh, a Tour de France doctor, and a UCI doctor, and they decide if you can continue racing. Bob Jungles had this exact thing to ha happen to him right before the Tour de France started. He tested positive, but his uh, CT number was, I think, 38 or something like that. And so he was allowed to start the race. And, well, we saw yesterday that that worked out pretty well. So we were kind of expecting. Last night we're sitting at dinner with a bunch of journalists from Cycling Weekly and Velo News. And we're sitting there and we're basically expecting, what, 10 to 40 positive tests, probably like a, kind of a disaster because frankly, it feels like COVID is everywhere over here. We've had multiple colleagues from the press room get sent home with COVID. Uh, there's just a lot of sort of coughing and sneezing happening around us. We were just assuming that it would be everywhere. And then we woke up this morning and the teams confirmed last night that they were all negative. And then this morning, the UCI confirmed that the entire Peloton was negative for COVID this morning. It's it's incredible. It belies belief on it. Like it, it is. I cannot believe that that is the case. Honestly, all no, this even, time we've been working on vaccines. We should have just made the entire global population ride the Tour de France. Apparently, yeah, six and we could have got rid of COVID overnight. Uh, <laughs> There's lots of ill bike riders. Apparently, just none of them have COVID. It's not even Christian Prudhomme. No, who got it last time? Yeah, yeah. He was the rest day sacrificial lamb last time. It is. In, it's remarkable. That's I, all you can say. You know, you can't, you can't. We should say, like, the bubbles are not particularly effective bubbles this, this race. And we, again, we don't want to spend too much time on COVID. We said this yesterday in yesterday's episode. We don't, it's not a topic that's really all that fun to dwell on. But the reality is the bubbles are not particularly strong. Uh, you know, we wore masks when we went to visit Trek today. And most of the journalists are doing the same. But they eat with the other people in the restaurant. And they eat with the other people at the hotel. And... You know, they used to have their own floors and all the rest. They're pretty, they're pretty porous bubbles. Well, then you had um, where when Pog and his fiance met at the bus before the start of Sunday stage, they kept the masks on the whole time when they were yeah. they were meeting. But then today, walking around Morsey, not to be a giant rat, and I'm not going to name any riders, but some of them have been walking around with their halves masked up. Others haven't, and I mean it's after the test then, but. I do feel like a horrible little rat now, but there is more <laughs> tests coming. And it's like, I can't believe they're taking those sorts of risks when you got the two maybe they Maybe they had it in June. Maybe they got it at Tour de Suisse. You know? Anyway, it's, it's, it was a topic that was on our minds over the last 24 hours. The reporters here at the race were, were all talking about it because 
we were all kind of mentally prepared, I think, to wake up this morning and essentially spend all day writing stories about how the Tour de France had just been flipped on its head completely and that we were now missing, you know, a quarter of the peloton or something like that. And then we wake up and not to have like one or two, but to have zero is wild to me. It's wild. And and I don't we have no idea why or how or maybe it's just luck. Because we've had riders kicked out of the race in the last 48 hours. I mean, Guillaume Martin was kicked out yep, Ruben yesterday Guerrero. morning. Ruben Guerrero was kicked out yesterday morning. Kicked out maybe a bit strong. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, you know, not. Left on the curb Guillaume, at the Guillaume train Martin, station. Martin was, he was, Ruben Guerrero's from the team. Martin was the, the triumvirate of doctors where, I don't know, I can't remember which. I think it's a team doctor, a UCI doctor and a tour doctor. They decided that he couldn't race. So but he could travel home on a train with other well, people. Well, we don't, we also don't know when he was at a train station. They look like a team oh, car yeah, was there. He was at a there. train station waiting for a private jet. He's just a train yeah. spotter. <laughs> These pros, man. Different lives. He's just a train spotter. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, he, he was just catching his last glimpse of a TGV before he plunges himself into a week of isolation. Would not surprise me in the slightest if Guillermo um, Martin was a train spotter. On the Ruben Guerrero front, mm. uh, non-COVID related. Oh, it was non-COVID related. Non-COVID related. God, yes, the they're so trendy, aren't they? You know, they they're not getting COVID; they're getting different illnesses. <laughs> I think we've balanced uh, hard-hitting. Was, was it croc related? Croc related. Croc related? No, was it something to do with the yeah, athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just a tinnier outbreak in here. Really excessive case. Just could not stop itching. <laughs> uh, anyway, good news. I mean, it's, it, like we don't really know what else to say about it because we're stunned by this fact uh, and all these negative tests, and it is just genuinely good news. Uh, it feels, yeah, if feels like some weird step towards normalcy and then frankly this tour de france has been a lot more normal mm. than before i mean we don't like to go sort of too inside baseball here because i'm not sure how much our audience actually actually cares about probably how we do our little, job yeah. <laughs> uh as, as long as we end up doing it but yeah it's 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 uh it's been a lot easier to get around it's been a lot easier to talk to people it's just been a lot easier to do things at this tour than it was even even last year and two years ago was a totally different mm. ball game it's it's infuriating how normal it is this year like last year when the whole thing was in lockdown nobody was allowed to go into the pits but i found a way i was able to get good content that nobody else had this year cheating yeah this year everybody has access i can't get anything unique ronan's got some kind of like weird harry potter invisibility cloak have you noticed this yeah. johnny yeah. like he routinely gets into and we shouldn't well, I guess we could say this because you're leaving the race. He routinely gets into places that the ASO does not want you. I always get caught. I always get caught and told off. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we will literally walk into an area with Ronan, and the giant bouncer green shirt guys will stop Johnny and I, mm. and Ronan will just keep walking, and we will get sent back to where And then he we comes back from. 45 minutes later with, like, ice creams or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the, the best of those was getting on the finish line of the World Championships last year. That, that, was, that was my proudest moment. Literally How on the you, you just walked in. Just own the place, man. <laughs> I try this, and it works like 80% of the time, but you, it works 100% of the time for you, and I don't know how that works. See, when you get caught, you turn and you leave. When ah. I get caught, like I did on top of Superplans de Belfi, and the security guard started speaking to me in French, clearly saying he wanted me to leave the area, I just moved very, very tight against the fence as if 
I thought he was telling me to stay another way. <laughs> and I realized at that point, I was either too stupid to understand what he was saying, <laughs> or he couldn't care enough to kick me out. So he just said, okay, and walked away. Genius. It so is. we just need to pretend we speak zero French. Yeah, I always get too aggy and like try and like discuss the matter with them in French and it's just like that is the worst tactic ever no. that's not just good French no 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 you can't, you can't be you, you can't do that you just have to be as random as possible yeah <laughs> <laughs> to the point where they do not know how to react I'm just impressed by this skill that Ronan has uh, yeah, and we've been utilizing it for the last week and a half so Lane needs to fill fill their shoes you this is an extremely extremely hard act to follow it is an extremely hard act to follow. <laughs> but if yeah. the secret is not speaking french then oh. i'm very good at not speaking french <laughs> these guys are these guys are too good to be in france they both speak french we should go somewhere else <laughs> speaking french is a, a dramatic exaggeration of what johnny and i do mm. yeah. it's not good we exude french intent i said to ian when he arrived i speak french to check into a hotel order a restaurant and argue there so and that's all i need really I'm it's like my three-year-old daughter said on holidays recently. La, 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 daddy, I can't say that talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's COVID covered. What else do we want to talk about today? Um, we, this is our opportunity to talk about things that we normally leave out of the regular daily podcast. I, I don't remember what normal life was. I can't remember what anything else I'd like to talk about. You just do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people need any more. <laughs> I think they're full. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's do one more, one final nerd nugget, one final nerd nugget for Ronan because he is headed home. Uh, although you are headed, you're you're coming back. You're coming I'm back. going to Eurobike, so yeah. If you miss me too much, that probably will pop up in the nerd alert. Channel I'm sure it will at some yeah. point this week. Yeah, you'll be you'll be on nerd alert this week, uh, and then you'll be back for Paris and and doing a bit of tech from be the beginning of the Tour de France Femme. But yeah. Uh, we could do a little nerd nugget to wrap this up. What's a bantery nerd nugget? I'm excited for this. <laughs> I just said nude nugget. <laughs> nope. We're gonna nerd get nugget. We're gonna get a nerd nugget that's funny. I am. I'm I paying attention. I have a nerd nugget for you that is slightly funny, but I think you'll I think you'll just appreciate it more than actually find it funny. Is okay. That I was yesterday. Was it before the start? Possibly the day before. Anyway, Tom Pitcock's in the white jersey at the moment. And I think it was a stage to super plunge to Belfi actually. And he rolled up to sign. He went to roll off for sign on, and he was in the Cask Utopia helmet. As he rolled off in his Cask Utopia helmet and white jersey, he got about halfway between team bus and sign on, and then heard one of the team staff members coming running frantically behind him, shouting his name. So he stopped, and the team staff member came up beside him and said, "Tom, you have to wear this new helmet," and handed him that new Cask helmet that. We've seen some of the NLS riders using, but we don't have any information on. Utopia 2 or whatever? Yeah, well, yeah. it's a new aero-vented helmet. Um, so Tom says, okay, he put it on. He went to sign on, he did a sign on, did his interviews. And then, within minutes of the rollout, he came back to the team bus. And I just happened to be there again at that time. <laughs> and he rolled up and he said to the, the same staff member, I think it was the same staff member, I can't wear this helmet, I can't wear this helmet. And he took it off and he handed it to the staff member and changed back to the cask utopia. So, of course, at that point, I was all ears. I was like, is there something wrong with this new cask helmet? What's the, what, what are they, what? It's probably just got the ear straps set up wrong. What design <laughs> flaw does this new cask helmet have? 
And just as he's putting on the Utopia, he explained, I can't wear that new helmet because it's an aero helmet and I'm wearing a jersey and shorts, which I thought was brilliant. Love it. Instead of a skin suit with the aero helmet, he was wearing jersey and shorts, so he had to wear, which I don't quite understand either, the Utopia, which is also a cask aero helmet. But like less aero. Doesn't look as much like an aero helmet, I think. It maybe looks more like an aero. Really? I would actually need to double check. It was a Utopia he put back on. But basically, yeah. his problem was he was wearing an aero road helmet with a standard jersey and shorts, which this he did is not like. this is what we like to see. We want it, we want riders paying attention to style. Style. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Like we sort of have this sort of you know push and pull between style and, 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 and appreciation of that and just sort of acceptance of whatever people want to wear and whatever people want to do and things like that. And both are important. Both are absolutely important. But at the same time, these are the riders at the very pinnacle of the sport, and I appreciate it when they make this sport look as cool as possible. Riders at the very pinnacle of the sport getting everything free of charge and having the choice of every helmet in the cask range. Yes. So at that point, it's... It's important. He makes the right decisions. This is why the specialized face sock was so unacceptable. <laughs> Just out of this world unacceptable. I enjoyed that nerd nugget. I enjoyed it. Well done, Ronan. We will miss you over the next... Uh, two weeks. Tomorrow's stage 10? Less than two weeks, yeah. We've got 13 days. 12. The Brits have it. The so Brits was, have today, it. was yesterday stage 8? No, stage 9. 10, 11. Oh, 10, 11. So there's 12... Yeah. Of course. And a rest day. And a rest day. So 12 stages and a rest day. The rest day is... 11 stages and a rest day. Do you ever think it's not cycling tips we need? It's more like... <laughs> no. 12 stages We're going to take Kaylee to the hospital now. Um, it's actually technically 12 stages and a game of cricket in Carcassonne. <gasps> yes. Officially renamed from the rest... The did artist formerly known as the rest day. Did we Did we mention that on the podcast? Yeah, already? I think we did. Okay. Well, it's happening. <laughs> uh, we're going to slowly build up to it throughout the week. And then it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so there is, there's going to be a game of cricket on next Monday. We, uh, should, we should broadcast it live on a... We should just at least Instagram live the entire channel. thing. How long does a game of cricket take? It's really fast. Five days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I... <laughs> am I the lone Australian participant in this game of cricket? No, yeah. Sophie Smith will be there. Okay. Uh, good. Rumors yeah, have it George Bennett will be there. I, I, I should clarify. I know he is not Australian, but it's That's interesting like, to me that a, he's, a Tour he's de France from writer, New Zealand, which means he's like an Australian but much nicer. I just meant that a Tour de France writer is participating in a game of cricket on a rest day seems rather strange to me. He he strikes me as a an off spinner. Yeah. If and he, if po- if Pogi is like a, is like a sneaky medium pacer. <laughs> if Pogi is eight minutes up at that point, I think he will be given be given the the, the freedom to. You head might off even see Pogi. Huh? You might even see Pogi get an LBW. Uh, it's not po- we're not going Pogi. Well, wow. perhaps this is our last point of discussion for the day. Okay. Well, we, yeah. we, we ran a poll. Mike, social editor, what was the result of the Pog versus Pogi poll? Now, we do believe that Pogi is what's used in Slovenia. Maybe we should ask him. Exactly. Three million of them. And Italy. <laughs> And by the team. And by the team. So and by a, a very adorable small child who is rooting for... Yeah, I would suggest that is his nickname. Oh, gotcha. but, but you don't always decide on nicknames. But the anglicized version for a while now has been Pog. Because of or, Pog and Rog. Yes, because of Pog and Rog, mostly. I've heard someone say Pog. Someone who, did say who that? shall one, remain one, unnamed. One person, oh, yeah, yeah. one person who <laughs> shall remain nameless and also 
refuses to come on this podcast. And also yes. had Despite never said, had never said Podge time. before we st- until we started uh, discussing what his nickname was. And okay, so we have, we have results of the Pog Pogi Instagram poll. Was Pogacha one of the options? Nope. There's only two options. Yep. Okay, Pogacha's so nickname. One of which is not his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's already a flawed survey then. <laughs> the question is, Pogacha's nickname is dot 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 Pog. 30%. No. Pogi, 70%. You can't trust the people. <laughs> I, I, I just this is why said d- Pogi. direct democracy is a terrible idea. Yeah. I just said Pogi, which started this whole conversation, and it felt so horribly awkward to say Pogi. <sighs> did I, don't, the, I don't think I can do that. Did the Italians and Slovenians put some like paid Instagram advertising spend towards that poll? Mm. <laughs> just to skew the results? <laughs> I like Pogacha. Mm. I don't mind Pogi. I don't mind Pogi. I mean, so so the reason why this initially came up is because I was standing next to um, Daniel Freib in well, next to the UAE bus at some finish. It was the finish that finished that that Pogacar won that little sort of kicker climb, and he was listening to Italian television on his phone, uh, and they were saying Pogi mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and that's what made me sort of realize that perhaps the the Anglo media has it wrong. We might. We will never admit it. Though. You mean in calling him by his real name and continually having to Google his name to get the correct spelling with the little fada above the A? We what have you got do, C, yeah. hold that down, and I then flip I, a three on the top. Yep. Yes, but it gives you countless options. Not countless. It gives you about five options. <laughs> oh, so, can, so you're willing to never remember it which right one is the right one. <laughs> and I can never remember, is it above the A, the C, the G, the A, oh. the R? Just, just See, chuck, chuck an accent on everything. When I've been editing your, a few of your racing pieces, and I was like, oh, maybe he can't do it on his keyboard. So I was like, you know what? I won't complain. I'll just do it myself. But now I know you're unwillingly doing it. It's not that I'm unwilling to do it. It's just that I'm incapable of doing it. <laughs> well, it's better get out of here then, Unbelievable. Right? Yeah, get, yeah, get, get gone. Get gone, Ronan. He, he subs one piece about Roglic, and then he's complaining about every piece about <laughs> Pogaccia. There were a lot of Pogaccias in that one. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Let us know what you think. Pog, Pogi. What is it? What were the other questions that were raised? Or do you have a new suggestion? Ooh, yeah. A better one because like... Pogatch. These are all pretty pretty <laughs> bad. If we're going to call him That Pogi, would be very American. Hey, Pogatch. I'm going to start calling him Roglic <laughs> Rogi. Because it makes... Is it equal Pogi and Rogi? We, no sense. Because where's the eye? In Ireland for years, we did have the Pods and Rod show, uh, which was two sort of puppets... Who? It wasn't a kid. It was definitely was not a kid's show. It was an adult's show. What is Um, what is life like in the motherland? (laughs) This this is the tourism board of Ireland are going to be listening to this thing and be fuming. (laughs) Just top and tailing it with with stories. Sitting in their very cold houses watching puppets on TV. (laughs) Just throwing some moss on it. Warmed by moss. (laughs) I feel I need to jump to our defence here. I was never a big Poison Raj fan, and we never used turf, so. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that one of your sources of heat for the whole country is just the ground. It's just the ground. Yeah, they're, they're, it's been, they are, it's, it's, they're, we're clamping down in the day. There, there was a, <laughs> <laughs> no for more like, heat, no for more cl- heat. For like climate change issues? Yes, yes. The government have said sta- I think there was a state, partly state-owned company. Oh, because it's it's like it's a CO2 sink. Yes, exactly. Oh, so when you so you're open basically up- taking a CO2 sink and 
catching it on fire. When you open up the, not even that, when you open up the bog, you're releasing all the carbon that oh, it, yeah. it has trapped from centuries ago and releasing it into the environment. So <sighs> the state body, po- uh, board pneumonia, <laughs> and then he said bog, <laughs> board pneumonia, uh, I think is at, like I don't follow this all that closely. So surely somebody who's listening will know exactly what's happening. But if I understand correctly, board pneumonia has been shut down, but there's still private, you know, uh, turf farms. We've saved a lot of listeners a lot of time looking at wi- Wikipedia, which <laughs> they would have uh, maybe ca- we've definitely made done a anyway. lot of time. Or yeah. we've caused them a lot of time. I think we're going <laughs> to get in trouble for not taking this fuel source seriously I think there's going to be some I mean, angry it sounds like here, let, me, let me just say now if, you, <laughs> if you're you know if you're out for a winter bike ride endurance ride in the middle of winter and you roll down a road and someone has a turf fire going there is no better smell than a turf well oh, maybe okay. like a French bakery or something like that but so, uh, and it's a very, it's a very. I thought you were gonna say you smell. like took some turf and put it in your jersey or something. Yeah, yeah, like a newspaper. <laughs> no. Irish version of the newspaper down the. I think you guys need to see. Uh, a, a, a I fundamentally don't understand what this substance is because I live in a place where if you dig into the ground, it's just dirt and sand. I I like that you said that there's still like private turf farms, whereas any farm is a turf farm. <laughs> like if it's got ground, it's a turf farm. Isn't there, it? there may actually be a, another name for it other than turf, but that's what we've always called it. I, I'm going to check I, I the Google analytics or the Google trends of how many people are Googling this thing now. I'm, I'm going to check yeah. the listening stats of this and we'll just see it <laughs> nose type. The Irish listeners way up because we're finally discussing the issues that really matter. Right? Right? I mean, we warned people at the beginning of this episode and, and if you made it this far, we do thank you for making it this far. And you only have yourself to blame. And you only have yourselves to blame because you could have hit next at any point in time or skip or whatever you want. We'll be back with another, well, sort of more normal episode tomorrow yeah. where we talk about the bike race and what's happening and the reporting that we are doing here on the ground. What is happening over there? Uh, it's time to... When I googled turf fire, the first thing that came up was the smell of an open fire in Ireland is intoxicating, but what is Irish turf? That's some good SEO there. That's <laughs> some great SEO. Turf is a used fuel and burnt in open fires and stoves. There we go. But what is it? Oh. Turf. Like, what is... What, what is why the stuff is it? of dreams, apparently, according so like, to this post for example, the you can't, The ground where I come from, you can't catch on fire. It does not well, light on fire. To, to bring us back <laughs> to the start of the episode, you've, as oh. I was saying, you, you foot the turf out of the bog, you then st- cut it, you stack it, so you stack the, the sods of turf up on their edges so they're standing up like a little pyramid you leave them for a couple of weeks to dry then you come back and you bag them into a turf bag and then you drag that bag from the bog to the tractor and then you carry them home and you eventually you stack them over the summer of? months and then is when it you just like organic material that's just sort of squished into yeah. like yeah and when it dries out then it's like coal but a couple thousand years earlier Mm, and it's uh, it's it's much softer when it's wet, and it's more brittle when it's dry. Fascinating. More gamey to the nose, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I would much prefer turf than coal. It's I mean, it's, but but coal <laughs> is probably just turf that's been sitting under a mountain for like. But a nobody years, calls right? coal intoxicating, Kaylee. <laughs> True. I'm just saying it's probably like roughly the same makeup. We're it's just like organic material now. Organic material that's been squished into something, and then you you know you burn it. All right, uh, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Thanks for listening, listening to the Turf Tips podcast. <laughs> I might need another rest day tomorrow. <laughs>
<laughs> Fine day for Fulton Turf. We're going to be back on the road tomorrow and back at the Tour de France. And we'll be back talking about the Tour de France as opposed to whatever the heck we just talked about for 44 minutes. I reckon the editor can get that down to a pretty lean like 20. The editor tonight is me because I brought this by myself. So I bet I can get it to 44 minutes. I think we know where it's at. <laughs> the title... Turf de France. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Thank you, genuinely, for st- sticking with us, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye bye.